Hi, this is John Porteous of the Lovells Township Historical Society, and you're listening to the Backcast Podcast. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, Richard and I have a, a fun show for you this week. Uh, we're going to speak with uh, John and Andy, who are two of the um, leaders of the Michigan TU Youth Camp. Uh, this is a fabulous, fabulous uh, deal, and um, John and Andy are um, just exceptional in terms of uh, caliber of human and uh, and the stuff they're doing. So I'm not going to uh, put them up on the mantle uh, too far, but um, super duper guys, and I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, we'll jump right into it. Hey everybody, it's John and Richard, and we've got John and Andy with us from uh, a couple of the state's finer Trout Unlimited chapters. And um, these gentlemen, uh, as we alluded to in the introduction, uh, are among the leaders of uh, the Michigan TU Youth Camp. So gentlemen, welcome. We're excited to have you. Um, I mean, before we even get started, thank you for what you're doing. It's important, and it's great to see your generation bringing the next generation in. So very cool stuff, gentlemen. Very cool stuff. But... Tell us about yourself. Andy, where, where do you hail from? How'd you get into things? What's happening? <laughs> so, yeah, my name is Andy Pekorski. Uh, I live in New Haven, Michigan now. Just bought my first home a couple weeks ago. Congratulations. So, uh, I'm a member, thank you. Uh, I'm a That's a big of deal. The Clinton Valley Trout Unlimited chapter. Um, and I was a member of their education board. Um, and so from there, we ended up putting on like a Belle Isle school. It was important to me to introduce fly fishing to those who don't have regular access to it so we put on a school to teach kids in Detroit um, and from there I guess word got out and we were asked to help out with the school and I signed on and it's been a great experience so far it's really rewarding that's awesome John how about you um so I grew up in pretty trout poor um <laughs> Lapeer Michigan I guess you could say uh, nobody knows where Columbiaville, Michigan is, so I, I say Lapeer. Well, I know where Lapeer is. <laughs> Got a couple <laughs> of neighbors there. Kind of between north of Davison, um, between Davison and Lapeer, kind of north, up in the thumb a bit. So uh, I grew up in that area and eventually moved over to the west side of the state. Right now I live in Kalamazoo. I'm with the Kalamazoo Valley chapter. Nice. Um, been on their board for a few years, and just recently took up the uh the previous director of the camp they wanted to step down they had some health issues so so i volunteered i didn't know what i was getting into but i volunteered to kind of <laughs> take it over and uh kind of uh wrangled andy in to help him a, here uh, we go it's a, it's a trial by fire <laughs> it's, it's a salient component of a lot of people who get involved in volunteer stuff yeah. i didn't know what that involved. i wasn't exactly sure what i was getting into but <laughs> hey the good news is it's fun and it's doing good things for other folks yeah, and exactly. uh Definitely. it's all goodness so uh well hey, did you both come up fly fishing did was that a a regular thing for you not for me. I started, uh, I was a bass angler, conventional angler. Okay. Um, I lived right by Lake St. Clair, so, you know, it's like world-class small There's a water. big, big smallie fishery yeah. there. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was doing that and kind of got bored with it. I wanted something more challenging. I wanted to catch trout, so um, I went and 
signed on for an Orbis 101, one of the free classes, because I didn't know anyone who fly fished, and so learned learned that way, and then struggled for a year to catch my first trout. So that's why I'm passionate to teach others, because it's it can be a really big, really big learning curve. So. It, it helps to have a little help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I I grew up trout fishing pretty early. Um, I didn't have anybody really. Sh- I, I shouldn't say that. There was nobody who trout fished in my family. We'll put it that way. Okay. Um, my uncle used to take me out bluegill fishing and bass fishing when I was a little kid. And I don't know why, but I remember going. There's a store in by Lapeer called Fenton Home Furnishings. And I remember we went in there to buy some furniture with my mom one time. And there's all these pictures of like trout and guys fly fishing and, and browns and brookies. And I was like, <laughs> wow, these things are like tropical fish. And I found out we have them right here. And I, I got to catch one of these. I, and for some reason, I thought the only way you could do it is fly fishing. I said, well, I got to learn how to fly fish. So, um, I, uh, luckily, we there's a couple guys who I went to church with. One guy knew how to do it. I mean, he he was he was a fly fisherman, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say he was like he was you know okay he was he was pretty pretty rusty about it. But he kind of he was a very good fly tire. He showed me how to kind of some basic casting and how to tie flies. And uh, another guy, one of my first jobs. I worked at a bait shop there in Davison, Michigan, and the manager of that that bait shop he was he was a, used to be a very big fly fisherman. Kind of got out of it, but I used to go in there almost every day when I was a kid, and he uh, he kind of gave me some pointers. And then besides that, I just read a lot of books. Was very confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's really hard to translate yeah. some of that book into yeah. practical yeah, physical you read motion. One book and it says it one way, and then the other one, everybody's got a different way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, what so you just I, read, don't pay any attention to it. I got the right thing. Exactly. Wait, read this <laughs> yeah. instead. So, well, then there's moving water. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> throws so a I completely different water. dynamic in yeah. it. So, I mean, yeah, I think I was about 12 years old when I first started doing it. And uh, it took me probably longer than a year to catch my first trout. I, it probably took me four years before I put, It's like when it happened, it happened overnight. It's like, oh, I figured this out. And I, I could actually be pretty, pretty productive. I hated the Asabo for the longest time. I'd, every time I'd get a long weekend, I'd talk my mom into taking me up to the Asabo. She'd drop me off and read a book, bless her heart. And uh, I'd just sit there and not catch anything. I'd think, these guys, these guys don't know anything. I don't know what they're talking about. There's no fish in that's, this that's the, that's the right kind of parent to have, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's but, rare. That's cool. But I ended up finding finding a stretch on uh, actually the Rifle River, which is probably the closest good trout water to where we live. And I could regularly go up there and, and get get a pretty decent, you know, catch catch a trout nice. or whatever. You know? Yeah. So it, it was a lot of good times on that river. That's awesome. Yeah. So, cool. <laughs> yeah. so uh, you guys run the youth camp, and you know, that's that's a good thing. Is a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of guys out there want to teach you how to cast, but it's rare to find somebody who wants to actually teach you how to fish. And that's that's you know, mm-hmm. that's a lot, that's the important end of the business, you know. Well, it it is. Richard and I share share that it's there's ample opportunity, to, you know, to go to a casting clinic or to, you know, field cast in in the yard or whatever. But learning how to read the water, um, yeah, exactly. you know, how do I match my tippet to my fly? How what knot do I tie? Yeah. Um, God, what happens when I cast and 
the river takes it away. I learned a ton from YouTube, but you can't ask YouTube questions, you know? Ex- so there's very, not very interactive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can, but they hardly ever answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, um, well, so, you know, I, I didn't mean to step on the deal, but for our listeners, where we're going with this is, is the TU Youth Camp is not just, okay, we're going to teach you how to cast and it's it's so much more and rather than me botch it why don't you guys tell just kind of it's more of a comprehensive experience yeah so it's um it's a five-day camp starts starts on a sunday afternoon everybody gets there and right off the get-go um tim jacobs who he lives in colorado but he summers here in michigan i don't know if, if you're familiar with tim but he's know the name yeah he does does some really nice stuff with uh gear here he's great great tire he's a great caster as well Mm -hmm. he takes the kids out and he does about three hours of instruction they'll do kind of some basic stuff if they're catching on he'll get a little bit more advanced do some double hauling show some advanced casting techniques he'll even get into showing them what they shouldn't be doing as, as Which is as, very impressive because yeah. I was like, man, and one after the other, he's like, okay, this, this is, you know, a tailing loop. That's not what you want. And yep. then go back to casting. Yeah, he can go, <laughs> hey, this is a tailing loop. If you're doing this, you're wrong. And this is this is how you're doing this. You're snapping your wrist. That's why you're getting your tailing loop. It's, it's very impressive. So that that's that's kind of the start of camp. Um, from there, I mean, it's kind of always evolving every year, but for the most part, like last year, we we went. The anglers hosted us at the hatchery, mm-hmm. took them over there, kind of kind of discuss what the hatchery was, like kind of how it posed a threat to this river, mm-hmm. and then kind of how they turned that into like a conservation success story, more or less, where they're they're using that for education now, which that was really cool, and a lot of the kids got a chance to go in the back, catch their some of them even caught their first fish, not even their first fish on a fly, but. First fish, period. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, bluegill on the bluegill pond, which was really great. That's a great way idea. A few rubber spiders and some bluegills exactly. and yep. instant smiles. One of the cooler things about the, we kind of alluded to it already when we were talking, one of the cooler things we got to do too, being at the um, the hatchery there, is you've all seen the big trout in the in the east branch right there below the hatchery. They're like, they're like pets. But the kids got to watch those, and they got to see, well, well, this is how trout actually feed, you know? Like, you, they actually got to see that, which really helpful, was helpful to me. Yeah, and like for just, sure. Just to kind of see how they're they're in their cover and coming out. Mm-hmm. But um, from there, the second day, generally, we'll bring in a couple tires. Gates Lodge is a huge help. They're, they're definitely, I would call them a partner all the way with camp. Yeah. They, uh, oh, yeah. they provide, they provide people to help show us how to tie they host us at their shop they do a great job um so they have a guy come in josh used to do it but that's great during next season so you can imagine yeah. he, he gets kind of busy that time of year john um, sheets was nice enough to help us out with that yeah well i'll tell you what john's a hell of a tire he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is. that's that's a great resource for yeah. those kids <laughs> that's right. awesome i was excited to learn things too, well it, so. it, right yeah. I mean, that's you might as well get the lesson too. <laughs> but yeah, not even just the, to what you you know kind of alluded to, not just fishing. We teach them all about con- conservation. We have people from BNR come in teaching us about water temperatures. Um, they brought in a stream table to show us, you know, 
all the things that can go wrong with the stream, how to correct it, and understand, you know, the big picture. Uh, we had went and did a conservation project on the. Was that was that with here. Kristen? Um, no, we did that with Karen Harrison. Karen. Oh, Karen. Harrison, okay, sure. So Another friend they, of the show. They put they <laughs> they do they kind of arrange that. Karen and Steve arrange that. Excellent. Um, of course, every day we basically fish at some point. We'll take them to a different stretch of the South Branch, North Branch, Main Street. Um, we do do kind of take a a little bit of a break one day and do a kind of a fun canoe trip. Um. Some of the kids like it. Some of them, not so much. Some of them are more there for the fishing, but it's it's kind of a nice little relax for them. And then, uh, really, one of the big highlights from the trip is the canoe, or not the canoe. Sorry, the yeah, the, ri the boat. river boats. Yeah. <laughs> oh sure. Um, that's that's kind of the the highlight of the trip. The kids get to it's it's several captains from around the area that volunteer their time and um they get basically a guided trip on the yeah. Osawa and Osawa River boat and it's kind of a big deal yeah <laughs> it's teaching them the history of those boats and yeah. that's that's what's so cool about this camp is it's not just making kids anglers we're we're teaching them to be you know the future conservationists understand the important history of the area you know, I'll, I'll want them to be well-rounded. Yeah, well, and, and we're always tickled when you guys show up at the museum. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I think that's just so fantastic that, that you would incorporate us into your curriculum. It's just, it's wonderful. And, man, I'll tell you, the kids that were here this year, I, I don't know, something in the water or what, but they were on fire. They oh, were yeah. all excited <laughs> and they all lit up. They were a lively bunch this year, yeah. Yeah. So, how do you select the, the participants? So a lottery or a essay question <laughs> contest or what? Yeah, do you have to write an essay? You do or? have to write an essay. Um, so as we kind of mentioned already, it's it's kind of a continually evolving camp. We're looking at making some changes this year. Something that's that's kind of new to the camp is is typically the the camp is it's there's a cost for the camp, but the TU chapter, your respective TU chapter is supposed to sponsor half of the kid and then the kids parents are asked to pay for the other half if they can't pay for that other half then we will pick it up we'll find we'll there find are scholarships yeah, available so there nobody gets turned down because of a lack of funding but they do have to fill out an application there is an essay kind of that describes hey why do you, why do you want to you know go to camp what's what's trout fishing to you what, what do you what do you feel about the conservation of it and that's more or less used as a, if we have too many applicants, that's kind of how we say, okay, Tiebreaker. Yep, this mm -hmm. is how who we're going to go with. So so that's the big deal. This year we're looking to actually fully fund all the campers. We have a plan in place, and i got to thank the, the museum for this because you guys gave me the idea. We actually made some pins. Oh, excellent. <laughs> say, TU, Michigan TU Youth Camp Fundraiser. We're going we're gonna to sell them. And then uh, we got some really awesome so actually, a lot of the partners for the camp, they uh, they donated some really cool prizes, and when we sell them, we're gonna draw them off at the end, and then you know people get these really cool pins that say, "Hey, I'm a sponsor," and then you might get a chance to win like some some guided trips and uh, you know maybe a stay at Gates. We got some flyer rods, some oh, wow. waivers. Yeah. yeah. So this the top drawer stuff. Yeah, hmm. yeah, we got some good stuff. So well, and it, it's important because you know one of the one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show was I was shocked 
when I heard that you had spots go open this year. It just it blew my mind. It's like this is the most this is the best thing ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> how yeah, how can you not just be you know having yeah. a waiting list twelve years long or something? Yeah, right. and and so not that we're broadcasting in the world, but we are broadcasting in the world, and hopefully you know it'll make an impression on somebody and and make them aware of this opportunity. There, uh, yeah, I guess another component or aspect of that is you guys is there equipment provided? Do they need to bring their own stuff? Or? Um, there is equipment provided. They, well, a lot of kids do bring their own stuff. So if they bring their own stuff, you know. Well, that's not a limiter either. Yeah. You won't get, you won't get screened out nope, for fun or lack of a fly rod. Yeah. Um, cool. Waiters, as far as that goes, I have a basement full of donated waiters. So if somebody <laughs> doesn't have them, I have waiters. A lot of times they need them, I'll just say keep them. Because, you know, waiters sit in your basement mm -hmm. too long. They go bad anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One of the things, you know, is raising funds. We want to make it so if a kid doesn't come with a fly rod, then they can take one home, and that'll keep yeah, them that's going with, with the sport. And well, exactly. Part of the goal is, yeah, so when they leave, they have the tools they need to keep keep going. Cause yeah, when we started this up, before we started this, we talked. I talked a little bit about a program I worked with in Ohio, and uh, part of that was, you know, they went home with a rod and a rail line and, you know, a handful of flies. So. Yeah. yeah. And that was, keep them engaged. Yeah. Well, I imagine a lot of that stuff ended up cooking hot dogs. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if six percent works, you know, at six percent you didn't have the other one. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's so important for me personally to you know increase the access to to this camp and, and the fly fishing world in general. You know, I'm passionate about making it so kids don't have to pay because. You know, if, if I was a kid and my family, we didn't have a lot of money. If I did three hundred dollars, yeah, that would have been an camp, option for me. Yeah, I wouldn't have been able to go. Yeah, yeah, the days of a six-dollar fly rod are over. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fantastic, guys. It's amazing. What? So, so are people signing up already? Are people applying already? We haven't, we haven't actually gotten the applications out yet. They usually come out in early January, and they're due by the end of April. So they got. Oh. So how do you distribute those? Facebook, Instagram? Well, we're, we're working on getting better ways. Right now, it's, it's so, I, I kind of left this out, but Kalamazoo Valley Chapter of Trout Unlimited started the camp originally. It was a Kalamazoo Valley Chapter camp, and uh, it's kind of grown, like a lot of, as you've already mentioned, I mean, Karen, we talked about Karen that helps out, Steve Stendek helps out, um, the anglers help out. Howard Johnson helps. I mean, Hojo, right? I, I could, <laughs> one of our I unsung probably, heroes this year. <laughs> I could probably sit here for the entire show and just name out all the people oh, yeah. that help out with the with the camp. And uh, so, I mean, it's it's kind of grown into a state camp, and that's why it's it's become the state camp. But the state, as you you guys probably know, they're limited. So Kalamazoo still administers the camp, even though we kind of run it. And so that's how the applications have been in the past. Is through Kalamazoo Valley's website. They get posted on there. We are working to get a separate website put together for the camp, just so that it can be a little bit easier to find. Sure. So that well, we rather than promoted through some various Facebook pages or websites, we could probably yeah support that. I mean, get the word out anyway. Yeah. Well, for sure, and and for our listeners, we'll we'll definitely include some links um, to the KZ chapter site right now, and then any other links you want to toss our way we'll, we'll put them in the show notes so that our listeners can go back and uh click on the link and get the info they need definitely so yeah that'd be great the uh we did have a photographer come last year and 
he took some really great pictures and he's putting together a nice little video for us. We're going to try some new stuff. Try I to like it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I like I know, it. You know, TikTok's the big thing now. So he's going to put together like a 15 second video. We can get out there and all these kids on TikTok. Hopefully we get well, it. Well, <laughs> but you're targeting the right audience. Yeah. Yep. You, you know, I'm not a TikToker. <laughs> not I, 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 I get it. I, it. <laughs> I know what it is and, you know, I've seen stuff, but it's go to where they live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do your promotion, you know, market it to the parents and say, get your kids out of the house for a week. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> get, and have them come back with a head full of knowledge. Yep, exactly. I mean, it's not just, you know, yeah. buzz off. It's yeah, like... With a hobby where they'll be outside. Here's, here's a lifelong pursuit that you know? <laughs> can take on multiple levels. Exactly. So That's uh, awesome. Well, awesome. Get some drone footage. Yeah, yeah that would be really neat. Bob. I have to share some of the pictures. We got some really neat pictures that that guy took. They were they were great. Yeah. We'll um we'll ask a buddy of ours uh, that shows up at coffee every once in a while. He's a drone pilot. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There, yeah. We'll see if maybe we can hook you guys up. But yeah. uh, regardless, uh, I did did we pull you guys out of the field today? Were you out hunting? We we fished <laughs> this morning. Okay, good we, man. Uh, <laughs> I hunted last night. Andy came up last night. Okay. Actually, as soon as we're done here, we're probably going to go do some more fishing. And hunting. Right. Last day of trout season, so we got to get it in. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I'm so, most dreams. How about, uh, give us a bird report then, if you've been out on the field. Oh, yeah, there, it's, uh, there's a lot of them around. I think yesterday we flushed a total of 18 birds. Good job. <laughs> mix mix we'll it, that yeah. out. No, don't yeah, don't worry about you that. Know. Yeah, but there's a lot of birds around. Mix of grouse and woodcock, yeah, or good, good. more grouse than woodcock. I think it was a little early on the migration for woodcock, maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be a trucy, but show me on this map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah you, just uh, kind go, of go point. south about 150 miles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This town called Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> There's this river that goes through Detroit. <laughs> Amazing, like. There's a lot of in Detroit. <laughs> sure. Yeah, well, we're, as we're fond of saying, you know, there are there are no fish up here. There are no birds. <laughs> the water's dirty, and uh, the people are, you know, kind of yeah, crusty. Yeah. So. <laughs> you gotta go out west for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, too funny. So, um, you're downstate, but you've got some property up here near Frederick. I um, do. Yep. Okay. And then so, you're up. I'm assuming fairly frequently. I try to make it up at least once a month. Um, I have a pretty, I have a pretty busy job, especially in the summertime, so it kind of limits me. But I, I try to get up at least once a month. So, right on. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, so you've alluded to a couple of the, um, the new techniques. I guess the marketing that you're you're going to embrace. What what else is coming? What um, you know is kind of a a look ahead and not you know spill all the beans, but just maybe a hint into uh, maybe some of the activities that you might be including next year. A big one. So we we uh, have a new counselor who joined us. He's, his name's uh, Dr. Coswell Evans. He's actually yes. You, you know Coswell? Yeah. We've corresponded. Yes. Okay. He's great. He's and, a uh, cool gentleman. Oh my gosh, he's awesome. And he's kind of he's kind of he's a smart dude too. Very smart. <laughs> Way too smart for us. <laughs> but not pumping. No, no, not no, at no. Not he's at as down to earth a person guy. as you'd ever meet. And Wonderful gentleman. He's his passion is diversity. He's 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 
kind of has a really cool story. I mean, he, he came from, I think he said Harlem. And how he got into fly fishing, it's just like, he had no business. Like, he had nobody to teach him. He just kind of like, this is cool, I'm going to do it. And his, his passion is finding more people kind of like that. They just, like, pick them out of a crowd that they would never even fit into our, what you would think. And mm-hmm. so kind of kind of one of our goals is to try to do kind of a 50-50 mix with diverse backgrounds compared to, like, traditional backgrounds. Sure. So not necessarily saying that if one year we only had, you know, 17 applicants and they were all, you know, whatever, white males from Grayling, Michigan, we'd probably take them all. But in the case that we had 30 applicants, you know, 10 of them were from a diverse background, be it, you know. City kids from a diversified background, sure. You know, know, female, whatever. Yeah. It's just something that they wouldn't have any other way to get in. They're going to probably get precedence for 50% of those spots compared to the other 50%. So that's that's one of the big things we're really pushing for. The other thing is, is that we've kind of gone back and forth a lot with ages because it's just like, well, you know, go this young. Well, yeah, you get stuff. some weird break points. Yeah. In. Like some of them were like, oh, it's too elementary. And some of them were like, well, it's too advanced. So we're going to gear it more towards the elementary stuff. I shouldn't say elementary, basics, 101, yeah. more or less. Okay. And kind of the three-year goal is to develop an advanced camp for kids that Stair are step. 17, 16, 18, even 19. Kind of that early college, like sure. late high school age. where and well, that you're will... finally discovering the world and things that maybe you weren't aware of as a young teen. It, it's right. like, oh, there's this whole world of fly fishing. Yeah. <laughs> well, and on top of that, because a lot of these guys that are that are kind of too, there are guys that are looking to step into the next level. Um, there are guys that are like, like, Hey, I want to be a guide when I like, that's what I want to do. I want to be a guide. I want to yeah. work for the DNR. I want to like, these are guys that want to step into the next I level. I love that kind and of so ambition. That, <laughs> that advanced camp, I think we would gear that more towards those guys as well. Like, okay, you already know the basics. Now we're going to teach you how to, you know, we're gonna teach you maybe your own nymphing. Yeah, right? we're gonna rowing. teach you. Yeah, teach you how to row a drift boat. Mm-hmm. We're gonna teach you kind of some safety stuff. Um, more about the conservation. Go into that a little bit more. Um, just things along those nature. Maybe talk to them about career choices as well. Like this is yeah. some some stuff you could look at because you know, at that point they're kind of getting out of high school, looking at what they're gonna do. Well, it's career. it's funny. We've talked to a couple of guests that way, and, and it's like, man, I never even knew that that was a career option. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. just like. Seriously, you get paid to do that? To go <laughs> wade in the water and count fish? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty yeah, awesome. So <laughs> so that's that's one of our uh, other... That's up and coming. I would say that's kind of like the three three to five year plan is to get that developed. Um, that's going to take more volunteers. And I think we're actually going to look at, rather than doing that project here in Grayling, we might actually move that over to the Pier Marquette because mm-hmm. we do have a lot of people that are interested in helping the camp on that side of the state as well and i'm sure you've fished pure market that's not really the place to take a 12 or 13 it's not the first (laughs) first river you'd go to no No, but it's a good river because the fish are a little it's productive yeah but but you need a 17 18 year old who can hold their hold their feet down a little better i would say in that river compared to you know the holy it's a little quicker it's a little less (laughs) less intimidating here no i got it that's good the gentleman uh owns the 1884 shop he's been very supportive and helping us out that's awesome but but i think that speaks to 
you know, the, the ability for you guys to be considering this and, and thinking that is a viable next step, it, it kind of validates just the type of volunteerism, I guess, um, across the state, oh. across all the TU chapters. And, and again, you know, we've talked, every, not everybody that is helping you guys with the camp is a TU chapter. I mean, you've got right. private citizens, other organizations, other conservation groups. It's just, exactly. this is a big deal. Yeah, it's, it's addicting too. Like people come and they kind of have an image of what it is and they go to a camp and like after they're done, it's just, it's, it's like a drug. Like they can't get enough. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'll be there next year, whatever. Like, I don't care what I'm doing. I'll take vacation. I'll, they, they clear their schedule. So, and uh, you, you've already talked to a lot of the people who help out with the camp. They'd probably say the same. Did you pick oh, the yeah. dates for next year? Uh, the 18th through the 22nd of June. So good, nice. good brown drake. Yeah. Yeah. Really it's a good time to be up on the river. There's, yeah. you know, some daytime options at that time of year too. So yeah. good yeah. stuff. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. That'll be fun. Hey, I, you know, we all, we almost lost sight, and I, I, I want to back up for a second, because one of the other gentlemen you were uh, talking about, Caswell, talk a little more about him, because he is just, he's a trip. Yeah, <laughs> I've he, really he enjoyed is, interacting with that gentleman. He is something else. He's, I don't know if I allude to him, he's way smarter than I am. He, I probably shouldn't even be sitting in the same room with him. <laughs> yeah, but so. he's, he's, uh he, he would never make you feel that way, though. Oh, oh no. A whitewater <laughs> yeah, he's canoe a whitewater instructor. canoe instructor. Just the most unassuming person ever. So soft-spoken. I mean, the guy looks like a stork when he's stalking a trout. Just, you know, <laughs> real slow. Just, just laser so cast. Cool. Yeah, we, I'm, he is an older gentleman. Not, I don't want to throw his age out there. But after the camp, uh, my buddy Tyler and I went and stayed uh, at his cabin in Nuego. We were going to go see Willie Nelson in uh, Grand Rapids. But... He's like, yeah, I was going to go on the on the west side of the state. And he's like, oh, well, you want to go fishing with us? He's like, sure. So we ended up going mousing until, like, almost 2 a.m. with us. And he's <laughs> just hanging with us and, like, killing it. He was just I a love great, it. great yeah. gentleman. I love it. Uh, fascinating conversationalist, <laughs> yeah. No, but I think he's the kind of person that speaks to all the people that have been involved. You know, you guys. It's just they're, like there's just top-tour talent at every turn. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Yep. Yep. And he just reached out out of the blue one day. I mean, I was sitting at work, and I got a random call, and I said, who's this? And I answered it, and it's Coswell. He's like, hey, I just read your article in Michigan Trout, and, you know, I, I want to get involved. What do you need me to do? And, Boom. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, like, as you, you know, kind of mentioned, so many people, once they know about it, want to be part of it and help out. It's just getting the word out there yeah. i mean i i didn't know there was a, a youth camp until i was asked to be a part of it so what that's one of our challenges is just getting the word out there you know you, you had mentioned we didn't have a full camp this year because no one knew about it so that's well so so let's use the backcast podcast uh challenge here we'll ask every one of our listeners to tell somebody else that there's a michigan tu youth camp and they need to learn more about it. Yeah. Exactly. Thank, you. <laughs> uh, thank you. So there's today's challenge, everybody. <laughs> when the time comes and you get your applications prepped, let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll promote those. Yeah, we will definitely yeah. cross-promote. I mean, it, it's not like we're, you know, Google or anything. but <laughs> we, get, we get a couple of hits every once in a while, so it's cool. You know, one of the other cool things, this is, this is something that I've really had a hard time with. You alluded to changes in the camp, but... The, the, one of the coolest things about the camp 
is it, it happens right here in Grayling. And from a 101 standpoint, people that don't even know, you know, Trout Unlimited started here in Grayling, like right on the banks. Howard's awesome. He comes in and basically tells us the whole story. Does he? Yeah, I mean, he goes right into to everything about the South Branch and, you know, George Mason and all, all those. Um, it's, he, he really gets, gets involved. And then coming to the, you know, the museum and, and everybody sees these names and, like, Howard's in there. A lot of the names, yep. a lot of the people that participate in the camp are in the museum. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I carried this casket. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that's that's kind of cool. I mean, the last couple of seasons we've been doing this unsung hero of the Asable thing. And it's it's nice in that it, it, it has allowed us to recognize people that might not have the light shining on them. Mm-hmm. And but her doing significant things, and and to that end, Howard is one of our unsung heroes this year. And I think mm-hmm. just from what you you've talked about, you can understand why we we chose to to do that. But yes, it is cool in that the kids can actually come in and uh, go through the flip charts of, yeah, of the unsung. Here. It's like that's him. Yeah. <laughs> right. previous directors is like for instance Paul Meyer and Alan Brooks who who ran the camp before us they like they knew Art Newman I mean they they fished (laughs) with him yeah and like we can't give that same kind so that's that's why we rely on like you guys at the museum guys like Howard like so so many of the other like we needed like we still have to keep the nostalgia of the camp but then some we still want to like keep the kids engaged and and like hey you know like yep. excited and youthful and like yeah so it's, it's finding that balance it's, it's kind of been i would say the hardest part for me kind of taken into this position so far well i'll offer you this don't sell yourself short because um i'll flip the coin over these kids are having a chance to work and learn with would all consider to be people that will be the next this generation's Art Newman, and you know the leaders, you know, and, and again we we talked a little bit about it off mic before you came in, but you guys are younger than Richard and I, and you know we're kind of you know tailing out as it were, and pretty much everybody these days, <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, but you guys are coming up and you're taking the leadership roles that people in our demographic used to have and you're you're building on that and you're making it better and you're evolving it forward and I think that's really the cool thing so don't you know yeah it's cool that those guys fished with art or you know may have fished with with George Griffiths or whomever but at some point in time these campers are going to be saying you know what I fished with John and Andy <laughs> when I was a kid <laughs> and it's just the future's limitless, though, you know, right. and, and I like the way that you guys have just, you know, open-minded, ready to embrace and, and take action. It's an awesome job, guys. It's, fun, it's funny that you say that because I actually just had that conversation with one of our, actually the camper that kind of made the complaint that the school was to uh, 101 Elementary. Mm. I told them at their last camp, I was like, these kids you, you're fishing with, when you're my age... Like, these guys are going to be the guys making it happen. You're going to look back and think, I'm going to camp with that kid. Like, he, I, I, I saw him cast his first fly rod, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's neat, but, yeah, 
<laughs> Saw him buggy whipping his first cat. <laughs> yeah, 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 now, now yeah. he's out in Montana guiding. Yeah, exactly. Some of those kids, though, were amazing. Oh, my gosh. One, one of them. One kid, one of the best. We yeah, had a we cast had... off at the end of camp. Oh, yeah? You can cast the furthest. And like one of, Hudson 14. Phillips. Yeah, oh, my gosh. I don't know if I should able to name drop him. Man, he can, he can double haul, like. The he best better than anyone in the camp. <laughs> yeah. Could have sent him out west to the big yeah, waters. Really? Yeah, he was. He's impressive. Yeah. It's like 80 feet. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, guys, we'll we'll put a lid on it, let you get back out to the field. You're super cool that you took time out from your fishing and hunting this weekend to join us. I know our listeners will appreciate it. Richard and I sure do. Yeah, we're honored to be Thank you. And, yeah, if if anybody wants to help out with the camp, when we get the pin fundraiser going, if they want to buy a pin, that'd be be a huge help. Um, Or if they just want to donate to the camp or just get involved, they can reach out to Andy or myself. Well, and we'll put some contact info up there, too, um, on the show notes so that people can, you know, click on stuff. Um, Let's... Let's try to keep this top of mind because I know the pins are a thing in progress. But when those are you expecting after the first of the year? Or? My goal was to have them live by October fifteenth. Oh wow! So, so it's right around the corner. Yeah, they're they're ready to go. We, ready we're to just order. we have some. Uh, we're kind of trying to set up the whole receiving the payments and getting the the website. It was sure. It's like seventy five percent there. Okay. So I'm. That can I'm, be a I'm little tricky. Thinking, I'm still <laughs> right. thinking that. We're gonna make that October fifteenth date deadline, but that's that's the goal. That's awesome. So hopefully, by October fifteenth, we have them out. So good. Well, and actually, to, to hone no, in on go. one no, more no. thing, I got to about these No, kids. keep going. One of our campers last year, our our lone female camper, she was an incredible artist. So I asked her after campus, okay, would you mind drawing me some images of kind of you know, just just what you thought about camp, just kind of what comes to your mind. And we'll, we'll use those for the pits. And she did. And I'll, I'll have to show it to you. After Dynamite? It looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's she's great. Cool. So we're using one of our campers' art as the pin. So oh, well, I definitely really want to buy one. Oh, yeah. They're really <laughs> we plan on doing them every year. Yep, kinda, like yep. I said, we were inspired I, by the yeah, yeah, I love stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Was the idea That's us. awesome. Thank you for that. <laughs> what a couple of great young men. Um, the future is in good hands. Uh, so... That's it for this week. Uh, We still have uh, several episodes left with some really impressive guests that uh, we think you'll enjoy. So uh, stick around. Uh, We're going to stay a little longer than uh, traditional trout season and uh, hope we're able to entertain you in the meantime. So until next time, mind your back cast.